Yo, what is up, guys? And welcome to another episode of Excuse the Miamians. It is August 25th, 2023. We do have some beautiful things to talk about because tomorrow's going to be a pretty jam-packed day if you're a, a Dolphins and an Inter-Miami fan. So, anyway, welcome to episode 11. Thank you so much for tuning in to our last episode that we had. You know, I've been getting a lot of support from everybody, so thank you. If you guys haven't followed the Twitter yet, it's at LoveMiamiSports. And, you know, if you do follow it, I do appreciate it. I usually live tweet some, you know, whenever a game's going on. So if the Marlins are playing, I'll be live tweeting about it if I'm there. But I did put out a poll today. So if you guys do want to go check that out, I would really, really appreciate it. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is some Dolphins drama with Tua and Ryan Clark. So I can't wait to talk about it because it's, it's pretty juicy. It's pretty spicy. But then we're also going to be talking about Inter-Miami because not only are they going to a brand new final, but they end up playing tomorrow. So that's going to be pretty, pretty wild. The fact that they've been playing so many games in a row and with so little rest, what's going to happen? I'll probably talk about it right now. But then we also have some Damian Lillard talk. And Damian Lillard actually went out there and he spoke for the first time ever since he requested a trade rumor. So I'm really excited to talk about that because... Maybe when we might be inching a little bit closer to, you know, to getting Damian Lillard. So we'll see how that goes and all that drama is going to unfold. But anyway, Tua Tungavailoa and the Ryan Clark issue. This is what happened. So if you haven't been catching up or keeping up with any Dolphins news or you haven't been on Twitter or sports Twitter in a minute or X, I guess. Um, we've had... Ryan Clark on NFL Live, which is a very, very watched show. I would say it's probably top three in NFL. You know, anybody who watches NFL football or talks about NFL football will know what NFL Live is. And Ryan Clark ended up making a joke that Tua was pretty fat, that he was out of shape, and that he looks like a stripper from Atlanta, from a specific strip club, which I, I forgot the name already. But... Tua didn't take those comments pretty, pretty, you know, he didn't take them light, lightly at all. And I, I'm going to quote some things that he said. It's not all in one. So he said, it's a little weird. He also says, I come from a Samoan family. Respect is everything. He also says, we are tough-minded people. But if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy. Woo-hoo-hoo, baby. The fact that he said it like that, though, he's like, oh, man, we can get scrappy, baby. And. You know, we're seeing a different side of Tua. And then the last thing he said was, I would appreciate it if you kept my name out of your mouth. That, I don't know, it's giving me Will Smith vibes, but Will Smith, I mean, yo, that, that slap was crazy. But anyway, after this entire drama unfolded, everybody pretty much went at it at Ryan Clark and everyone on Dolphins Twitter attacked him. And I don't think ESPN forced him to apologize. I think that he did it out of the kindness of his heart. And he did go out, made about like a three-minute video of him apologizing to Tua, apologizing to the Dolphins, apologizing to Tua's family, that it was just a joke. But he let the ego, you know, he let his ego get the best of him. And I think that eventually this is just going to blow over. The thing is, right now we're in NFL offseason. There's not much to talk about. And I feel like if this was going on during the season, then maybe people would have not cared about it. Because during the season, everybody was talking crap about Tua. But sometimes they say some things that just go over. But, you know, I do think that Ryan Clark meant, you know, he, he wants the best intentions. And I'm hoping that one day Tua and him are able to talk it out, be okay, 
and then he can be a part of the show of the pivot. I would love to see an, a pivot, you know, episode with Tua. That would be crazy. If you guys don't know what the pivot is, is a very good, you know, um, podcast of NFL stars going to go talk, you know, to to whoever it is, to Ryan Clark and oh my gosh, and Crowder. So they're just there talking to them, but they also interview other football players, uh, basketball players. They interview a bunch of people, but it's a great show. And I don't know. I'm just hoping that that whatever it is, this blows over. I think he actually meant his apology. He didn't mean to talk crap about him. The thing is, if we ever, I can see where Tua's side is because if you ever remember when Tua was a rookie, he had Brian Flores as his coach. And those were Tua's probably his worst years. And he's pretty much spoken about this, that he wasn't pretty fond of him, but he said it like without dishing too many, you know, stuff he's just always said i thank him for drafting me but besides that he hasn't really said anything else you know that him and Flo didn't get along well at all and the fact that he didn't even want to draft Tua is probably another issue so i'm just glad that Tua's actually becoming you know qb1 and a captain and he's sick and tired of people always making fun of him because i feel like ever like his first season it was brian flores this last year it was all about concussions and can two even and noodle arm and everything. And then at some point you're you're just gonna be tired of being the nice guy. So I can completely see where two is coming from. And he just wants to, you know, let it be known that he's also an alpha. So I'm glad about that. You have to be happy if you're a Dolphins fan. That's our QB1, baby. And I'm hoping that, you know, this is a good season. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this, so it's gonna be good. I also wanted to mention that. Jonathan Taylor and the Miami Dolphins, the heat, the, you know, the, the rumors are really heating up and we don't even know if we're going to end up getting him or not, but there was something that came out saying that he did want to take a pay cut to join the Dolphins. We have no idea if that's true. We don't know if that's just the media starting it up or, you know, bringing some speculation, but the thing about it is if you get Jonathan Taylor, he's only 24, right? He's a great running back. But nobody's really paying running backs now. Nobody's paying running backs. And it would look very, very bad if the Dolphins end up signing Jonathan Taylor to an extension and they don't get their own player in Christian Wilkins signed. Because Christian Wilkins right now is not even playing on 11-11 drills. He's literally sitting back and just watching those unfold. And I feel like we need to get to a contract negotiation already. We have to sign Christian Wilkins. It'll look horrible if we end up just getting Jonathan Taylor, give him an extension before we even get, you know, Christian Wilkins an extension. And on top of that, bro, I, next season we have to pay Tua. Okay, well, if he's good this season, we're going to have to pay him. And we're going to have to pay him pretty big bucks. And then you got Jalen Phillips to worry about. You got Jalen Waddle to worry about. The Dolphins are going to be so stacked. I mean, our roster, I think I spoke about this two episodes ago. Right now our roster is, bro, we have so many contracts out that it's going to be in, in it's going to be hard to just manage everybody because at some point p- players are going to want to get paid and if you're not paying them they're going to leave so we've already seen this happen to a couple teams any really good team like the eagles some of their players have left but they were the best team last year so i'm just hoping that the dolphins they know what they're doing we do have a really big running back group and you don't want to mess that up so i don't know we'll see where that gets to and the dolphins do play tomorrow against the Jaguars at 7 p.m. And supposedly starters are going to be playing for at least some time. So it's nice to see Tua back out there. We're going to see Tyreek Hill. 
I don't think Waddle's going to play since he was injured, but it is nice to see that our defense is getting ready. And we're just going to go out there. I mean, Vic Fangio, he's going to be throwing out his starters out there. It's going to be really cool. So if you want, tune into that one. But if you are going to be a fan of Inter-Miami, they're going to be playing around the same time. So anyway, let's jump on to Inter-Miami because I, hey, that was a good segue. I'm not going to lie. But Inter-Miami is playing tomorrow at 730 against the New York Red Bulls. It is going to be Messi's MLS debut. Obviously, he has not played an MLS game yet. We were playing in the League's Cup. We were playing in the U.S. Open Cup. So now it is his first MLS game. So the team that is at the bottom of the list, at the bottom of the barrel, if we could somehow try to win 10 out of the last 12 games, we can probably make it to the playoffs, like I said on our last episode of Inter-Miami. But the thing about it is fatigue. And a lot of people were questioning how is Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, how are all these players going to be playing all these games? And at one point, your body's just going to give up. And if we saw it last game, I mean, Messi looked fatigued completely. You can tell that Busquets fatigued completely. You just wonder, are these players going to be able to play the whole game? And I don't even know if Messi is going to start. I mean, anytime he does start a game, he usually finishes, except for that one game that we saw. But he had, he was like... In the League's Cup, he was out of shape. Well, not out of shape, but he had taken a vacation. So he just started playing. He hasn't gotten up to the speed, but he's been playing now for some time. I'm just wondering, you just played two, a, a final and you paid, played 120 minutes, 120 minutes plus penalties. Then the next game, you play another 120 minutes and penalties. So he's been playing a bunch of games straight, 90 minutes. And you're just wondering, is he going to come off the bench or is he going to be subbed out after the half? Who knows? All I know is that the tickets are super expensive in New York. So I wonder if Inter Miami is going to win this. There is a little bit of a, of a problem because you have to. Okay, this is going to be my question for you guys. But are you happy with Inter Miami just winning the League's Cup and the U.S. Open Cup? Or do you think that Miami should actually go and try to make a push for the MLS Cup to win the entire, you know, division, the, the whole MLS because if they are able to win, that'd be like the craziest story. But do you think, would you be fine with that? That'll be the question for the episode. I ended up also asking you guys last episode, was it the best Inter-Miami game that season against Cincinnati? And I had four votes and everybody said, yes, that was the best game. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm glad that everybody did witness some greatness. I mean, that was just beautiful. But we'll see how Inter-Miami plays out at 730 you're hoping that we get a W because in the future, I think it's sometime in September that those are World Cup qualifiers in South, well, pretty much in the entire world, but South America will have World Cup qualifying. So you're going to see that Messi's going to go to Argentina and he's going to be playing a couple games and he's going to end up missing one of the MLS games. So, and then whenever he gets back, he's probably going to want to rest. So you're going to have this game coming up and then you're going to have another one where Messi might not even play. It's going to be a little tough, but those are already two out of the 12 games that we have. And then we'd have to push to win another 10. We'll see what happens, but Inter-Miami, let's hope they win. Anyway, we're going to be moving on to some Damian Lillard talk. And it was pretty wild because it just came out of nowhere. He was interviewing <clears throat> with Mark Spears, excuse me. And Mark Spears and him, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty good boys. I mean, they both work around that area. So he always interviews him and pretty much. In the interview, Damian Lillard did confirm that he did want to get traded. And he said, I can say that there was 
and then it says a trade request, but he, you know, and I would just prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers. The fact that he says that, that means that he's going to want to win. I mean, he wants to get out of there. And as much as I think that out of anybody in the NBA, he has been the most loyal. That guy has been through it all. The team stunk. He was still playing. He got injured. He still stayed. The team ended up trading, you know, other players, and he still stayed. Even when the team was bad, he's there. Now that after all these years of him staying there in Portland, and he's like, listen, I've been here for about 10 years, 11 years. I want to go out and I want to get a trade. And now his GM doesn't want to let him get out of there. Come on. At the same time, I understand why he didn't want to speak on the Trailblazers. Because if you end up speculating stuff, he's going to end up getting pretty much fine. Just like James Harden did. And he got 100K. So you don't want Damian Litter to get that. Even though that's probably chump change for them. He doesn't want that. And another thing that Damian Litter did say in his interview with Mark Spears is that's about he wants to win a championship. So he says, that's literally the thing at the top of my list. It's as high as it's going to get. That's ultimately what I want to experience, and that's what I want to get done. You can tell he wants to win a championship, and I'm hoping that Miami ends up getting him. I don't know what we're going to be giving, but Miami shouldn't bet on itself. They shouldn't go all out and try to trade every single piece that they have in existence to them right now, especially on their team, to try to just go out there and do this entire trade just to happen. Miami's not going to go out there and start giving them ten fir- like three firsts, a bunch of their rookie players. I'm pretty sure Miami's just trying to lowball first, and then they'll start working higher. But I don't know, man. Rumors are saying that we're trying to keep Hero and trying to get Lillard, and other places are saying that we're going to trade Hero for a first-round pick, then trade him out. Who ends up knowing? But all I know is Damian Lillard wants to get the hell up out of there, and he wants to end up trying to win a championship. Wherever that is, he wants to go to Miami. So let's hope it happens. But imagine if Jonathan Taylor and Damian Lillard get traded on the same day. The thing about Jonathan Taylor is that they're Indianapolis is giving him until Tuesday to find a trade partner. So we'll see what happens there. But anyway, it has been a fantastic episode. I didn't think I was going to make an episode today, but tomorrow I will be because Inter-Miami and the Dolphins are playing. I just wanted to do a little, a little you know, just come up with a future episode now that preseason for the Dolphins will be ending we're not going to be playing a regular season game until two weeks from now on September 10th I believe it is so during that week that we're not playing I'm going to be coming out with my prediction so I'm hoping that you guys are ready for that because I cannot wait I think that uh, that's probably the most anticipated video that I have I mean podcast just because I've been doing a bunch of things for it. I mean, I always, every time I, I make a podcast, I go on Google Docs and I start, you know, detailing my entire episode. So I've been detailing the entire weeks and all the best players and everything. And I'm just super excited to drop that. It's going to be a long episode probably, but super excited for that. And then on top of that, oh, I forgot to also say Marlins are playing today. They started a three-game series. They're two and a half back in the wild card. Let's hope they win because there's still a month of baseball. They're still in it. And we're going to be talking about the Miami Heat's scenario with the entire thing that they're trying to do, the tournament, the beginning tournament. I'm not talking about a play-in tournament. I'm talking about the, a, a tournament and literally the beginning of the season. That's going to suck for a lot of players. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Excuse the Miamians, episode 11. Please share this with a friend. I just We just had 148 plays, and I finally got like a little message. Spotify gave it to us. We got 100 total. 
So thank you guys so much for the support and watching. We're at 28 followers on the podcast. Let's continue to grow, guys. I really do appreciate that. Soon I will be making the Discord. I am working on a blog right now. So it's going to be cool. I'll let you guys know whenever I drop that. And if you guys can, go on Twitter. Follow at Love Miami Sports or X. You know, one of the two. Twitter or X. Whatever you want to call it. At Love Miami Sports. Elon, why did you change that? Anyway, excuse the Miamians. Episode 11. I'll catch you guys on the next one.